We're in Oishei, learning about Tefillah Lameshe, and asking the question, why is, why, could I turn on the air? Yeah, sure. Why is there something called Tefillah Lameshe? Lameshe isn't lacking. And tefillah is, and the, the, the Rambam is noted regarding that, tefillah is asking for that which we're lacking. And yet Mesh is not lacking, not in Ruchnius, not in Gashmius. The fact that Mesh is not lacking in Gashmius is an expression of the fact that he's not lacking in Ruchnius. And the Rebbe just said to us, the last thing we learned was that the Rebbe, that, that Mesh Rabbeinu is not lacking, that, that, I'm sorry, that the world, the world is lacking, Mitzad, the fact that our Sevev is not revealed, so that's a certain lacking in the world, and the Rebbe will explain that at great length to us later in the Mimer, what that means in Panemius. And Sevev, also to the extent that Sevev is not revealed in the world, is a lacking. Shabbos is a time when there's a revelation of Sevev, even though we don't see it with our eyes, and so there's a certain fulfilling up of that lack. All right, so I'm, I'm not counting the last line with four words. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines up. Right, it says on Shabbos, Shabbat Shabbos, and Imshad, Mizgal, or Sebev, Nismale Gam Chisarenza. The lacking relative to Sebev is done away with, and that's why Shabbos is a time of Menucha, a time of the revelation of Sebev, which is a time of infinite unity. Infinite and unity, of course, are somewhat synonymous to the extent that infinite reality, by definition, isn't two. It's one, because it doesn't end such that a new state begins. The Indian Ashiris de Meshahu, and this notion of the Ashiris of Meshah. Sorry, Rabbi. Yeah? Yesterday, Randy went up to El Ashikhisari. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. What we a couple of lines up? Yeah. Okay. Where we didn't read that? We read Malachas Abriya, that we read. We did read that? Yeah, that we read. No, no, Beseder. But I, I, I don't remember reading the, the, the brackets about... Okay, so let... Look, fine. Go a few more lines up from that. Ki kola pratim. Another few, three, four lines up. Ki kola pratim da'ilim. Nisavu yadei melech Everything that was... Everything that exists in the world was brought into being through this action called bria. And what's that? That's mamale. Or hamislavish ba'ilim. Right, and we know that light is lacking to the extent that it's not revealed. When was this all finished, so to speak? It was all completed. Lifnei Shabbos. And what was the world lacking? Menucha. What's Menucha? The calm realization, and I mean, relative to you and I, it'll be the realization, but the, the existential state of calm when that means there's no, there's no contradiction between different states of reality. Now that means there's an, a revelation of the unity of reality, which is what reality truly is. Right? It's truly an expression of Hashem Echad. But Mamale is that which allows for that expression to be very much in the context of differentiation and and and, and Okay. 
Shabbos is the revelation of Sevei, which is where there, there's a certain menucha, and that's what the Rebbe said, Bas Shabbos, Bas Menucha. The Rebbe says Chazal, the Rebbe calls that Chazal. What this, I'm sorry, yeah. And this lack of menucha, I, mean, I don't know whether we read this line actually. The world was lacking menucha. What is that? Hudugmas, the Rebbe says something very, very interesting. Hudugmas achisaren de sus love. It's like the idea of sus love. Just one halachic note relative to that. It's more. I mean, yesterday we talked about it in terms of needs, but it, it's it's really more an Indian in status than needs. Right? If the status of this person was such that he was used to a certain status, and then he no longer has the money to support that status, so then we still show him that status, allow him to live in accordance with that status. So love Davka Asus is really like a car, because it might be something very important relative to status. Was it? Okay, people use a car as a status symbol, but 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 they, you know, everybody has a car. Okay. The Schaefer might be a better true representation of that in Halacha. And that which the world is That's similar to not having the the sus, what does that mean? The Rebbe says, This isn't something necessary for the, for the needs of the of his vitality. He doesn't, he doesn't have a sus, he can live. If he doesn't have food, he can't live. So the revelation of Sevev isn't necessary. The revelation of Sevev, the existence of Sevev is, the revelation of Sevev is not necessary for the existence of the world, right? Meaning, mamale is the source of the world's highest, the world's existence in a particular way. When Shabbos comes, so this level of even this is done away with. Probably simply emphasizing the fact that any lacking in both either mamale or sevev is considered a lacking. And if we say about Meisha that he's not lacking, then he's not lacking a connection to either of those two levels of godly light, and that's what the Rebbe is going to say now. The Indian Ashiris, the Meisha, who the Neisif, in addition to the fact that it shone to him a revelation of the Giluim of Mamale and Seivev, that was not hidden from Meisha. Heyer etzle begili would also shone in a revealed way. Gamma gili the earth ain't safe shalomaylem yishaychis laelimus. Also a third level of light that's called etzim or the essence of the light, the light that's completely beyond worlds. It's even beyond the infinite light that's beyond worlds. I mean, there's a level of infinite that's beyond the world, and then there's another level of infinite light that is so far beyond the world that it's not in any way, shape, or form defined in terms of the world. Sevev is still defined in terms of the world. It's a level of light that's too powerful to be clothed in Kalim. Okay, so in other words, it's defined in terms of its relationship to Kalim. Even though it's beyond Kalim, Sevev, but that's how we define it. There's a level of Ur beyond that, Etzim Ur Ein Sevev, I was going to talk about it. 
Right? But he just mentioned it. What that's a level of godly light that's completely beyond even Saivev. Is that a source? Is that the source? It's a source of Saivev, yeah. I mean it's it's, it's a in a, a higher place in Elokus, so to speak. So therefore as we move down in reality, so we'll get from there into Saivev, that's true, yes. Right? But we'll see that I was going to explain later what that what the source of these two different levels of light is. Okay. It's always it's always um, I don't know whether the word is dangerous, but when you talk about source in, in Chassidus, so the, the, it's very rare that we relate to something as having one source. Meaning, if you were to think schematically. You would probably say that the way spheres work is Kesser is Nimshach into Chokma, which is Nimshach into Bina, which is Nimshach into Das, which is Nimshach into Chesed, Gura. Okay, that's true. There's truth to that. But there's also another way of understanding the way spheres work is that there's right, left, and middle, and the Hamshach is directly through those three different realities. So that Bina is not getting from Tochma, Bina is getting from Keser in a certain way, right? And Chesed's drawing down through Chochma, and Gevur is drawing down through Bina. Is that true? Yes, that's also true. So does it work this way, or does it work this way? Both. Right. Okay. So it's all. It, when we talk about the source of something, we always have to be careful and, because we might see something else which talks about a different level of a source and go, well, I said, I thought that was the source. Well, in one aspect of its reality, that's truly its source. In another aspect of its reality, it has another source. Right? So we'll see. The Rebbe's going to talk about all of this before it's even soon. That's like particle and wave theory. Uh, it could be. I don't know. I don't know enough about particle and wave theory to say yes or no, but... Uh... Right. I mean, if you're talking about light, so I think they've given a, like they're into particles now, aren't they? Yeah. It's all particles. It makes waves, but it's particles, isn't it? I think that's that's as far as I get in the physics books. My wife puts in the bathroom, so I'll be educated. I can never get past the first ten pages of these books. These are books written for the layman. They don't do a very good job, these physicists. As amazing as they are, they still confuse me very quickly. I'm also another level. Why is the Rebbe telling us that? For two reasons. First of all, that's going to be very important in terms of understanding what it is that Mesh is interested in doing. Second of all, it's also very important in order to understand something about the fact that Meish Rabbeinu is not lacking anything. A state of essential ashidus. Again, we're back to Tafresh Samach of the Rebbe Shab. Meish is what's called Das Elyon. We'll talk about this in a second. Let's just read some words first. Das Elyon al Das Das, we know what Das is. Elyon is upper Das, okay. There's also Das Tachte. Now, if I were to ask you to describe Das, what would you say? What's Das? Knowledge. 
Okay, that's the translation. That's not an explanation. In Chassidus, what's Das? Tanya. Oh, so okay. So what does Das do in Tanya? What is what is the Alter Rebbe saying? Parak three of Tanya. What does Das do? Beautiful. Connect. It doesn't connect your meters. Well, it does connect your meters to what? Okay. In other words, to put it in proper Hasidic lingo, it connects. It is the connection between Mechin and Midas, Seichel and Midas. That's what Das does. Connects Mechin to Midas, right? Now, so Levi said Bina. Well, okay, that's true, right? That is true, but 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 it's it's uh, it's more properly understood. I mean, Bina is a, is an aspect of Seichel. It's more properly understood. It's more properly understood as connecting Mechin, objective reality, to Midas, internalizing that objective reality, so it becomes part of my emotional state, which is me experiencing me, not in a bad way, right? And that's Das. The internalization, Yoshua said that, internalization, but of what? So if you really wanted to find Das, Das connects Meichin to Midas. That's what Das does. It's a Koyach in Meichin. It's a Koyach in Seichel. It's not Midas, it's Seichel. But it's that aspect of Seichel which connects Seichel to Das. That's Das Tachte. Das Elyon connects Chochma de Bina. It's the level of Keser which connects Chochma de Bina. Now, do I know what that means? Well, we will, right? I mean, right? but we appreciate that there's two different levels of connection. Okay, and so therefore it's a level in Keser because what is it that allows Chochma, what is it, what is it that allows Chochma and Bina to connect one to the other and to somehow have a relationship with each other? A level beyond both, and that's Keser. There's a level in Keser called Das Elyon. And if you think about in this, in this schematic drawings of Sphere, so where's Das? In the middle, below Chachmandina, Bina, what's right above it, in the middle, so to speak? Keser. Okay, so here's it, right? Keser being drawn down directly into Das, but it's not that that's, that's Das Tachtain, into a reality called Das. Which is mechaber chokhmah debina. It creates the unity of chokhmah and bina. Okay, how does that unity express itself? We'll see. But that's called das elyon. That's keser, and that's at least seivev, if not higher, right? But at least a level of seivev because you're talking about keser. So, so let's read that line again. Zesh Meishu Nikra Asher, who lefisha Meishu who bechinas das elyon, who miyamaylus shavadas elyon al das tachtein who. What's the advantage of das elyon on das tachtein? Shavadas tachtein mekabel mechitzoni esekesa. Das tachtein. Where does it get its ability? to bring about this synthesis of two seemingly opposite states of reality, Mechid and Midas. 
from a level beyond both, which is called Keser, but it gets from the lower level of Keser, the Chitzonius of Keser, which is called Arech. You know that. You learned that in Lesa Mishakeim. That's Sevev. That's the functional aspect of Keser. And if you recall, we were, at no point in Lesa Mishakeim did the Rebbe use the, the words Chitzonius of Keser. He kept saying, Madrega Tachtena Shuba Keser. He wouldn't use the word Chitzonius. Here the Rebbe uses the word Chitzonius. <coughs> now he's quoting the Rebbe Shab. And I mentioned to you then that the Rebbe Shab refers to Arach as the Chitzonius of Keser. So the Rebbe is quoting the Rebbe Shab. What we've talked about this many times, but we'll talk about it again to make sure that we appreciate it and understand it. What's the difference between Panemius and Chitzonius? There's many differences, but what's one of the differences that helps us understand it on a very simple and straightforward level? Chitzonius is the function of something, Panemius is the being of it, what it is, not what it does, but what it is. But it also might do something. There's levels of reality that don't do anything, they just have being. What's that? Well, that's called Asmus. <laughs> Atmos is just absolute being. It doesn't do anything. And so even if it actually does do something, meaning we'll call it a luminary, so the Rebbe Shab goes out of his way, and we've talked about this before, goes out of his way, and in, 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 I'm not throwing this word out to show you that I'm so well-educated. It just happens to be that I've seen it in there, okay? But I didn't see most of it, okay? So I don't want there to be any false impressions. In, in Ayin Base, so the Rebbe explains explains how even though we, we, we say that that Ordein Seif is a ma, that, that uh, Atmos is a ma'or, do not call it a makar la'or, because that's limiting it too much, right? Don't call it the source of light, because then you're limiting Atmos. But it's a ma'or. <laughs> What's a ma'or? A luminary. Well, isn't a luminary a source of light? Okay, yes, we have to call it a mower. We have to call it something in order to understand how aura comes into existence. So how does aura come into existence? Atzmus turns itself into a mower. But then the Rebbe Shab makes, it talks about it at great length. Do not, however, define Atzmus as makor, because that's limiting so it's a it's a luminary. Mamela, light comes out from it. But not that so to speak, that's what it does. Because Atmos is Yesh Amiti, true being. It's not so much I mean the, certainly there's no to use the word Chitsonius of Atmos is absolutely absurd and you'll never find that anywhere. Right? No such thing. Right? Atmos is Atmos. You talk about levels in Atmos, someone will give you a patch, even though the Rebbeim talk about two different aspects of Atmos. And that's why, is there a Siddur here? Could I please have that Siddur for one moment? Thank you. We've talked about this before, but you can think about this when you're davening today. So right after Baruch what do we say? You're sure, why are you using a Spanish Siddur? You just... You know, Bendito se sentenamente, nuestro roca, nuestro reo, nuestro redente, que creia ser santos. Alabado sea tu nombre para siempre, nuestro rey, que creia Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, about Los Angeles, we'll say Los Angeles. Right? 
Crea que Los Angeles Dodgers in New York Mets. I can't believe it. Right here in the middle of the city. I can't believe it. Okay, so now what do we say? Right after Borchu, right after Borchu, in the in the paragraph of a mayor, right right after the bracha, the first bracha, the two-line bracha, right? So we we say a mayorly audits, and a few lines down we say. Five levels, but below those two levels. Okay, so the Rebbe Shab explains, also in Iron Base. Eloke, see, I learned two pages of Iron Base, there's a lot of good stuff there. Eloke Eilam, right? Eloke Eilam. Now, it's very interesting. It says the God of the world, right? I mean, that's what it says. So that you would think that's Dafka the Ebrister relative to the world. And yet the Rebbe Shab says, and we trust the Rebbe Shab, and so we're not going to ask Kashas on it. He says, the reason it says Elokei is because that's a level, it's talking about a level in Atzimus that's completely and totally beyond any relevance to the world whatsoever. And it can't be described in any way, shape, or form. So it just says God. Mm. Right? And that's Elokei And don't take the word Elam as, uh, as talking... Uh, technically about the world. It's just Elokei the Eibishti. What's that? Atzmus Neto. Then what? Berachamecha Rabim, in your great mercy. That, the Rebbe says, is at, the Rebbe Shab explains all this. That's Atzmus, so to speak, allowing itself to be a Ma'or. Meaning that light will emanate out of Atzmus. So, so to speak, two levels in Atzmus. But no one says two levels in Atzmus. Two different aspects of Atzmus. Atzmus itself. And then at some point, what happens? Atzmus decides, whatever that means, hmm, that would be a kick. I'd like that. So then all of a sudden, what? Atzmus also becomes a ma'or, a luminary. And the Rebbe says very clearly, do not say source of or, because you're limiting it. But now, obviously, he has to say that to us, because that's the first thing we would say, right? Okay. Right? Fine. So those two levels both refer to Atzmus. Then there's the five levels, and we've gone through this in Barak Shamar, because these are also the first five five levels that are mentioned in Barak Shamar. Barak Shamar Vahayelam, Baruch Hu, Baruch Egezer and Kayim, Baruch Emevesin, Baruch Eisabereshis. So those five levels relate to these five levels. Rachem Aleinu, what's that? That's called in Chesedis, Ratzon Hapashut Livrei. The basic desire to create. Nothing's happened yet. There's just a rutsun to create. So now that's not Atzmus. And this is the Rebbe talks about at great length in the beginning of Samachvav. That rutsun livrei can't be Atzmus because it's a rutsun already, and rutsun's already, so to speak, a specific expression as opposed to just essential being. It's the closest you get to the essential being, but it's still, it's not. It's a rutsun. So it's or. So you and I call that Kesser. Okay. Right? So the Rotsain Hapashut Livra, the basic desire that Atzmus had to create. But nothing's happened yet. Adon Yuzainu, Adon Miloshin Din, is the, what, Dashara um, it's called, is, is, the, is the, so to speak, making the calculations necessary to bring that about. I have a desire to do something, so then I think about how to make that happen. So that's Adenu Zainu. Surmi's Gabenu, that's Makshavak Dumidaak. 
That's the Rotzen Kloli for Seder Yishtashlis. Magen Yishenu is bringing the, the Machshava of Ak into Dibur, revealing it. And that comes down to Mizgabadenu, which is Keser of Atsilus. That's what you're saying there. So now, let me just so that makes a little more sense what we just said, because it's easier to see in the words in Baruch Shamar. In Baruch Shamar, so these are the two places where you think about this. Baruch Shamar Vayelam, that's the Rotson Pashat Lever, the basic desire to create. Baruch Hu, that's the Ashara, that's the, so to speak, making the calculations, how to bring that into being. Baruch Oymer that's Machshava Kedumah Da'ak. He's bringing it into a state of reality. Baruch Gezer Mekayim. Now he's Midaber. He's Gezer. He's decreeing. He's bringing the Machshava into Dibur. Baruch Oyser What's Reishis? Reishis is Reishis Chachma. Is the one who makes Chachma. What's that? That's Kesem. Same thing. Exactly the same five levels are here. As, as in later. But later, in enough, we add to. Which are two different levels in, 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 in Atzmus. They're not levels. So what I mean, you can't talk about Atmos without getting a patch. Right? I have to find out who the names of were those two Hasidim in, in Tel Aviv. You know, what's Atmos? What's Atmos? What's Atmos? Atmos? Okay, Atmos, you could say like this. Patch. Who are you going to talk about Atmos? Right? You know Okay, that's not something that we would find hard to understand. Arach is the source of the or the Sneem Shachim to Seder Yishtashlis. We learned that in Lusim Mishakelo. That's Arach. So, so to speak, the, here the Rebbe's calling it the Chitzenius of Keser. What does Keser do? What does Keser do? Keser gives birth to its evils. Right? That's what Kesser does. What is Kesser? Oh, a completely transcendent level of reality. That's Atik. Right? We talked about this. The Das Elyon, a higher level in Kesser that's able to bring about a synthesis of Chochmah and Bina. Mekabu Mipnimi is a Kesser, Atik. What's Atik? Oren Sev Shilamai Lemigedereilamas. Beyond Sev. Ne'etak. So again, the Rebbe explained this in Lysa Meshachela. We learned it. What's ne'etak? Uprooted. It's not connected. Ay, the Rebbe explained to us. But wait a minute. If it's the source of Arach, and Arach is the source of the ne'etzolim, so why isn't it ultimately the source? Because, I mean, after all, it's the source of the source. That's what we said when we quoted the Aveda Zakaidish in Lysa Meshachela, which we didn't see so long ago. Right, that Shadash uh, Shadashim. So, what do Rabbi say? Okay, that's what it does, but that's not how you define it. It's defined mitzad its transcendence, not mitzad its pu'ula. Whereas many things are defined in terms of what they do. Right? Now, that's why defining people only in terms of what they do is limiting them. So, defining a person in terms of their career. What are you doing? This person, that's true, he has a chitzonius, but he has a pneumius. What is he? He's a lawyer. No, he isn't. He does that. 
It's what he does. It's not what he is. What is he? Well, if he's a Jew, he's a nefesh elokistas maluvish and a nefesh bahamis. That's what he is. What does he do? He does all sorts of things. He likes bowling. He goes bowling. Bowling? Yeah. He's a big bowler. Oh. Doesn't tell me a lot about Panemius, does it? So Mesha, Mesha not only connects to the level of Ur that's Nimshach into Atsilas and is the source of Atsilas, and that's called Arich. And that's what gives Chochmah of Atsilus and the whole Marechet of the Seichel of Atsilus, the ability to connect to Midas, Das Tachten. He also connects to Atik, which is a completely transcendent level, which allows an even more powerful connection of Chochmah to Bina. And that, the Rebbe says, Arin Seif Shalom Ailem, it's not defined in terms of worlds. Valpiza tzarek la'avin. Therefore, we have to understand even more our Yisro in Tefillah Lameisha. What's Pshat Tefillah Lameisha? Tefillah Sosher. There's nothing Moshe is lacking. And the Rebbe just explained it in Panemius, in, in Ruchnius. Moshe Rabbeinu is shayach to a gilui of etzem or ensev. So what's he lacking? Such that he's davening. You and I have a lot to daven for. See, what does Moshe have to daven for? Tefillah is Osher. Hari inyan atfilah husha Kaddish Baruch Yomale Esmach Sari. The whole inyan of tefillah is that the Kaddish Baruch will fill that which he's lacking. The cave in Shemeshayah Since Moshe was an Osher, and the Rebbe has explained to us the extent of that Ashidus. Hain begashmias vein beruchnias, both in gashmias and ruchnias. Had a laid actually a chaser, not only is he not lacking befail in actuality, shumed of or anything. There's not even any relevance of the notion of chisara. Why is the Rebbe saying it that way? Because Sevev, we said, is infinite reality, so then it's not lacking. Okay, that's true, but we're going to see later. You're going to see this expressed in a slightly different way. But already we've mentioned there can be a notion of the chisarin of Sevev to the extent that it's not revealed in a particular place. Right? So even though it's infinite, there's a certain lacking to the extent that it's not revealed somewhere. And the Rebbe's going to talk about that. The Rebbe's even going to talk about the fact that simsum affects Sevev. I mean simsum affects Sevev. The whole idea of Sevev is the light that simsum doesn't affect. No, but the Rebbe, is a, we're going to see this soon, but we'll understand this line better by understanding what we're going to see later. Simsum affects Sevev? Well, yes, Simsum affects Sevev to the extent that there's now a state of reality where Sevev can't go, so to speak. Simsum creates a, a level of reality that's all a function of Ormamali. Well, what can't go there, so to speak? Sevev? So Sevev is affected by Simsum? Right? So to speak, it can't go there. I mean, that's looking at it in our crass terms of, but we have to, right? Okay, so to speak, here's the space of Mamale. Well, Sevev's over here, it can't get in there, because that's Mamale. That's Mamale's room. Okay, what allows for that to come into existence, that whole state of Mamale? That's called Simsum. So the Simsum does affect Sevev, because there's now a state of reality where we'll define or not as Sevev, but as Mamale. So that limits survey, doesn't it? It's on some level. Okay. 
We've talked about that in slightly different terms, talking about the limitation of infinite reality. Well, it's not finite. Okay. When does that limitation come into a state of revelation? Once finite reality comes into a state of revelation, so then now all of a sudden infinite is different. Right? Def- now infinite will be defined differently. Why? Well, it's not that. Before that, so to speak, before that came into reality, how would you define this reality, infinite? Reality, that's what there is. Right? It's not limited in any way, shape, or form. It just is what there is. Okay, no, no, now there's this. Oh, so this isn't that. So it is affected by the fact that this came into being. So in that sense, the Rebbe's going to tell us in design has that Simsum affects survey to a certain degree. Even though simply, when we first start learning about Simsum, rightfully so, we say that Simsum doesn't affect survey. Seems to be something. It affects Seber to the extent that from Seber we get Mamal. Oh, but it also affects Seber. It's so to speak, there's now a place it can't go. Can't go in a reveal. If Seber is revealed in Mamale, what happens? We've talked about this. Or Seber is revealed in the realm of Mamale, what happens? One word. Beautiful. Beautiful. There's no mamala anymore. Right? Yep, that has to be stuck in there. That's what Seveb does. We've talked about that in a number of different ways in a number of different contexts. The last time we talked about it was the teacher revealing his intellect in such a way that it can be mavato, the student. That was one level. The teacher revealing his intellect in such a way he can take that intellect down to a level that the student understands. But we said, this was all in Galenai, we said, but I, but that, that's, that's amazing, but that's just revealing the power of the teacher, not the student. Galenai is when the teacher teaches the student how to do it himself. So now the student himself is shaykh to that thing. Inyonai vaveidosai, those were the words of the Rebbe. That's what David is asking. Galenai, not you reveal, open my eyes. Ah, okay, so what was the first level? The Gilui, but the Gilui in such a way that it's just Mavatal the Talmud. It doesn't give him any light. It's just Mavatal his Metzias. What's that? That's Sebev. If Sebev is revealed in Mamale, so then it's just Mavatal Mamale. So that's, that's, that's no good. So we've now understood very clearly. What's my shist feeling? Okay. The basic point of explanation. Now, of course, that means we're going to understand this on one level and then we're going to understand it on a deeper level, right? Because there's a point. Well, evidently, there's also a more fully explained version, so to speak. And when we say the Mimer, we're talking about the, the Weber, Shabs, Mimer, Tafrei, Samach. The Tfilis Asher who loy bishvil atzme, ele bishvil knesis Israel. The Tfil of the Asher isn't for himself because he's not lacking, but it's for something that is lacking. And what's that? Knesis Israel. Now, Knesis Israel is generally. I mean, it can mean all sorts of different things. The Jewish people, in general, but it can also mean in a more specific and technical term, the, the neshamas of Am Yisrael. 
not Amisol necessarily. I mean, it, again, it obviously can refer to Amisol down here in in in, in Gufim, but it can also refer to the neshamas of the Jewish people. We'll see. Look at the Isaba Medrash, amazing Medrash. Alapasit Tfilu Lameshin. Right, look in footnote forty-five. Shecher Tev. Shecher Tev is a Medrash that's mostly on Tehillim. And of course, Tefillah Medrash is Tehillim. The Yalkut Shemayni, and the Yalkut Shemayni. The Yalkut Shemayni is a compilation of Medrashim. That um, it's called the Yalkut Shemayni, and it's quoted a lot. By everybody, everywhere, you know, I mean, it's, it's, an, it's an early compilation, I meaning it's before Rishani. It's called the Yalkut Shimoni. Yalkut means to bring, to, you know, like a, a bringing together, and like Lekutei Sichas, a gathering of Sichas, right? a Yalkut, and by Shimoni, Shimon, there's a Yalkut Ruveni, Ruveni that you don't see quoted very often. Yalkut Shimani, you go into any bookstore and ask for Yalkut Shimani, and they'll give you a two-volume set of Yalkut Shimani. Not in Echel Menachem. You know, a bookstore that sells everything. Echel Menachem sells Lubavitch Svar. So, if you keep going, there's also Medrash Tehillim, Buber. Cooper was the the, uh, ed, uh, the the publisher of a number of medrashim. So the medrash is discussing, and this we saw earlier, three different levels of tefillah: tefillahs Chabakuk, tefillahs David, tefillahs Meisha. Right? Okay. So what are they asking for? It's amazing. <laughs> they're all asking for something because they're davening, right? So what are they asking for? So relative to Meisha, what does it say? What's this like? Now, it's talking about all three of them, right? Because you see, three people that they came, Lito, to get something from the king. So it talks about Habakkuk, it talks about David, what did they ask for? The third one comes. This is Meisha. What are you asking? Amar he says to the Melech, Eni mevakesh alatz mi dover. I'm not asking for myself anything. Well, that makes perfect sense, right? Because he's an usher. <laughs> and just to appreciate, this is exactly what the Rebbe told us in previous Maimarim, that here we are, we're back in Nigla, and what are we going to see in the Nigla? We're going to see all the chassidists, it's all in the Nigla. Eni mevakesh alatz mi dover. And I'm not asking for myself anything. Now, what does he say? This is Mesha, Davani to the Abishta. El Medina Plainis. There's a country. He it's destroyed. Vihi Shelcha, and it's yours. Gazar Shatibane, decree that it should be rebuilt. That's Meshach's tefillah. There's a country. It's yours. There's a country. It's been destroyed. It's yours. All of these variables, we know all of these details are going to be extremely important. Decree that it should be rebuilt. 
That's Meshus Tefillah. Who's he not asking for? He's not asking for himself. He's not lacking anything. You could certainly understand that Meshus shouldn't lack anything. Tefillah Zosher is not davening for himself. He's davening for someone else. Let's see. Let's see what it is. Therefore, Meshe didn't ask for himself, he asked for Yisrael. At first glance, at first, this, this explanation requires another explanation. The Lafia now, based on what was said earlier, at Fila Shashim is Palel. The Tfila the Asher is Davening, Bishvila Khairim, Inishayachisla Shirashila. This doesn't seem to have anything to do with the Shiras. Does Mesha have to be rich to Daven for someone else? No. He's just a good guy. Right? You get to go see the king. You have your own issues. But someone else has a bigger issue. So you go daven for them. You ask the king to help them. Why do you do that? Because you have no issues? No, that's not true. That's not to do with that. You might have more issues than that person. But you're davening for that person. Why? Because you're a mensch. <laughs> and, you want, and you feel that person's pain. Your own pain? Well, I'll deal with it. I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm fine. That person, I can't imagine how he deals with his pain. So you daven for that person's pain to be alleviated. Right? So maybe asks an incredibly powerful question. What's this got to do with the Zashiris? This is just, this. you want to call him Tfilis Atzadik? Such a tzaddik. He's not asking for himself, he's asking for someone else. Why is Shiris? Maybe he's just not stuck on himself, he's thinking about someone else. That which he's davening for someone else is because he wants their goodness. And the Pedish of Tfilis Osher, but Pashtas who? Shatfilis Shaloi, who Mipnesha, who Osher is because he's an Osher. Otherwise, why in the world are we calling it Tfilis Osher? That the Tfilis is a result of his Ashiris, and that's what we don't understand. If if you're an Asher, then you don't daven. So so there's Tarte Desatre. There's two things that contradict each other: Tefillah and Asher. And yet we're describing as Tefillah specifically the Tefillah of an Asher. So we just we just brought a Medrash, which is a beautiful Medrash, right? And Meishu Rabbeinu goes to the Abishter and says, "There's a Medina Plainis, which is Chareva, Vishalcha, Gezor Shetibane." Why is he saying that? Love Tafka because he's not lacking anything, but because he thinks that's more important than anything he's lacking. What does that got to do with whether or not he's an usher or not? It's a pretty good question. Okay. So now obviously it has a, an intense connection to his Ashiras, that tefillah. Why? It's got to do with his Ashiras. Let's just start the next paragraph. We'll go a couple lines in and then stop. We'll just see where we're going. Again, no shear Sunday morning, okay? 
apologize, but uh, have to go to university. Go to Bari Line University. Where is that? I hope I come back with a beard, huh? No, don't worry, don't worry. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Where is Bar-Ilan? In what you and I call Tel Aviv, even though if you live in Tel Aviv, it's not in Tel Aviv, it's somewhere else. But it's over there in that conglomerate called Tel Aviv to the rest of us. Okay? But Yuvan Zal Mavur The Knesset Yisraeli Bechinus Malchus. Knesset Yisrael is Malchus. The repository of all of the neshamas of the Jewish people. Ubakoshas Mesha, we're Knesset Yisrael. And the request of Mesha for Knesset Yisrael, Haisa, Bishvil Yisrael Kepshutam, meaning, as we said, down here in Elamaze, the Gam Bishvil Sfiris Amalchus. Mesha Rabbeinu is asking for Sfiris Amalchus. And he refers to Sfiris Amalchus as a Medina Plainis, Hi Chareva. And that's Sphere Samalchus. Now, we're not going to see all of it now. We'll just start the explanation of Lochem, therefore. Again, this is all the Rebbe Shab and Tafre Samach. Emer Bemedrashim, Bakashas Mesha Vurk Nesis Israel, he alderech is similar to a Bakashim Medina Plainis. To Medina, he Malchus. Medina is Malchus. Why? So Rebbe doesn't explain it here. But there's two different reasons brought in the this why the, the, the Indian of Medina is Shaykh to Malchus. First of all, simple pshat, Malchus is the source of space and time, and Medina is space. Space and time is Malchus. So Malchus is about, okay, Malchus is about what you and I would call kamut, quantity. Malchus is the source of differentiation the source of the next level, whatever it is. Malchus of Atzilus was to give birth to Malchus of Atzilus. Malchus of Asiya Ruchnis, what does it give birth to? Physical reality. Okay. Gives birth to the other, Malchus. Okay. Relative you and I, it's Machshav and Maisa. Our connection to ourselves and our connection to the other. So in that sense, simply, Malchus is Medina. Also, Milosh and Din. Medina is Milosh and Din. What's Malchus? Simsum. Malchus is about Simsum. The light has come down and been mitzumsam, 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 adgerekach, that it's now nimshach into Malchus, and Malchus can, can process that light so it can be the source of a different state of reality. Adgerekach, that that different state of reality can be yesh miayin. Can be Bria emerging from from Asilus, which is two completely different states of reality. What allows that to happen? Malchus. Now, uh, yes, obviously, but Malchus is that place in Atzilus, which is the source of the next step in the process. And Malchus of Bria is the place in Bria that's the source of the next step in the process called Yitzir. Malchus in you is that part of you that's shayach to the next thing, that thing outside, first you, conscious you, machshava, but then deeper and maisa, what you're doing out there. That's malchus. The expression of you, not the panemius of you, not what you are, what you do. Think, speak, and do, right? That's your action, 
I mean, makshav is a, a, a pu'ula. It's not an action, right? But it's a pu'ula. It's, a, it's something you're doing, you are thinking. And you can stop thinking. Think about something else, right? That's why he, it's conscious you, okay? That's why the Bainani has control over his makshav at Dibur and Maisi. He doesn't have control over any other level of his midas. Immediate control? No, because that's subconscious or superconscious. What does he have control over? Makshav at Dibur and Maisi, because that's already conscious. That's Malchus. So Malchus is the source of space and time, said it, but in this context, space, so that's Medina. And Malchus is Din, Simpson. So that's why, maybe it doesn't explain that here, but that's Medina who Malchus. It's lacking. It's destroyed. What's destroyed? Malchus is destroyed. Malchus, the sphere of Malchus is in a state of destruction. What's that? Keep reading, and then we'll stop. We'll read another line and a half. There's a period, two lines there. This is the lacking that was brought about in Malchus. And what's the story that's the source of all that in Maisa Bereshis? The limiting of the moon. What's the moon? The moon is Malchus. The moon is the repository of the light of the sun. And what happened to the moon? Diminished. Temporarily, she's going to grow back and be a ma'or. There were two ma'orot gedolot. And then there's a ma'or gedol and ma'or katan all of a sudden. How'd that happen? Miuta lavanda. What's that? Malchus. The Rebbe's going to explain this in great length. But bottom line, what does that mean? This world was created in such a way that it's lacking. It's lacking. Not because there was a base of Mikdash and now it's destroyed. No. Elam Hazer. Elam Hazer isn't created in such a way that it's Chareva. The Medina Chareva is Elam Hazer. What's Elam Hazer? So now, Elam Hazer in physicality is Elam Hazer. What's Elam Hazer? What's the source of Elam Hazer in Ruchni? is Malchus. So Malchus is also lacking. Vabakosha. And this request, and obviously I was going to explain this at, at, in, in much more fully. What does that mean? And we'll see all this on, on Monday, Bezrat Hashem. Decree that it should be built. What's Moshe asking? Let there be of a revelation of the essence of our Ein Soif in Malchus, very important, it will be rebuilt forever. How? By a Hamshach of a certain level of Ur, and who's Shaykh to that Ur? Mesha. Therefore, this Tefillah is only Shaykh to who? And who's he? Describe him. The, the, the rich man. He's Asher. Why can the Asher ask this? The Asher is Shaykh. That's Musar Ein And what's he saying? Bimamshich. Meaning, I can do this. Bimamshich. That's Musar Ein Into Malchus. Into Elam Gashmi, which is broken. And then there's a Binyan Adayat. Then it'll last forever. Which means, evidently, there's a way in which there could be some sort of hamshacha that would only be temporary. That's also true. But Maish is not asking for that. Look at the words of the Rabbi. Binyan edeyad. An eternal edifice. What does that mean? 
Gula mitis vashlema, the true and complete redemption. That's what that means. Not just, you know, a good time for a while. No, no, no. Gula mitis vashlema. What does Mesha ask for? The whole thing. Why? Because he's the usher. And the usher can ask for a gilu of Atzmasarainsaif into the Medina. Whoa. That's shot in the Medrash. <laughs> wow. Okay, now the Rebbe's got to explain all that to us, right? So wait a minute. All right. Simply, where, where are we going? Just so we'll know where we're going. And, and, and in all fairness, it, I understand I'm not going to think about this until I go there. But, but once you hear it, you go, oh, yeah, that's, I can see that that's where we're going. Mitzadachan, it has to come from the Osher, who's Mesha, and it has to, the Mesha's the one who, who connects Atzmus Sarein Surf down to the world. But what do we know about things? It's always a problem if it comes from above below, right? There's always a limitation if it comes from above below, because it doesn't affect the below enough, right? We learned that in Galenai, right? Oh, so really, where does it have to come from? It has to come from the below. But I'm not shy of that, right? Only Maisha is. Oh, so what's it called? What to Maisha? Tefillah, the Maisha. What's Tefillah? Where's Tefillah coming from? Below above, right? Tefillah is all about the Avaita from below above. That's what Tefillah is, right? As opposed to Torah, which is from above below. We saw that in, in Viadaber. Okay. So somehow, tefillah lamesha, which is tefillah's usher, is that which allows the synthesis of this revelation of, better word, hamshacha of atzmus erein seif, down into elam hazer gashmi, malchus, in a way that it affects malchus completely and totally, Forever. And that's called Mesha, which is Atzmas Oreinsev, and Tfilah, which is from below. Somehow. That's where we're going. It has to be Tfilah. Because if it's just Mesha, that's terrorist Mesha. Right? Terrorist Mesha is Atzmas Oreinsev being drawn down into the mud. That's what Mesha does. Fine, that's no problem. Okay, let's see. To be continued.